First and foremost, I want to thank you for tuning back in for another episode of the Conscious Thought Podcast. If you haven't joined in as of yet, allow me to reintroduce myself. I am your host, your boy, Big Mike, coming in at you with another episode. So, so far, so good. First two episodes, I've been getting a lot of feedback. For First and foremost, let me go ahead and backpedal. For all my listeners who have been joining in so far, tuning in to each and every episode, especially to the ones who are giving me feedback of improvement and, you know, whether just, you know, thanking me for the topics I've been talking about. Um, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Each and every listen that, you know, this podcast gets means a lot to me, um, more so than probably other people would. So I, te- I take each and every one of you very very seriously and from the bottom of my heart i want to thank you now today's topic is going to be a little bit personal um as most of these topics are the way the conscious thought podcast works is is not to be some sort of opinionated podcast where i'm giving a generalized topic that everyone is tuning in about and telling you how you should feel or think about it no i'm merely giving a topic that i have personally either dealt with know about or to some extent have some sort of understanding of and just giving my conscious thought on it to which case today's episode is titled gospel where we dive into the subject of religion versus spirituality now to most this is probably a conversation you've had in some shape form or fashion especially if you like me grew up heavily in church at some point in time in your life and then went out into the world to find yourself um so i'm just going to dive into this topic and discuss my point of view of the you know conversation of religion versus spirituality and you know weigh in where i feel you know at least where i lie on that spectrum now, I always feel like before we get into the meat and potatoes of things, need a little bit of a backstory, a little bit of a buildup. So, I actually want to talk about a little bit of my religious experiences. And from there, we'll, you know, start actually picking apart religion versus spirituality. So, I live in South Carolina. Um, Charleston, South Carolina to be exact, which means that I am, like most people around me, steep into church. Um, in the South, church is a staple. You go to church on Sunday, Sunday school, Bible study, the whole shebang. Now, me personally, I grew up Southern Baptist, um, which, of course, is a offset of Christianity. And I actually attend, or still actively attend, as I am still a member, of a church out on Wabala Island known as New Bethlehem Baptist Church. Now, this is no stretch of the uh, exaggeration or imagination when I tell you that I probably spent a large majority of my life growing up in this church, from the time where I could barely conceive a memory or thought to when I actually graduated from high school, even after that. Um... I was involved in many organizations, a lot of that against my free will, <laughs> but I still was a part of it. Um, let's get down to the choirs. You have your Sunbeam Choir. I was part of the youth choir, a little bit of the male choir, the combined choir when they can actually, you know, rope me in to make me do it. Um, I was on part of the usher board. Um, I actually did church plays a little bit. 
Um, I even went to church conferences, um, which actually was kind of fun in the grand scheme of things. But in the time where I actually was going, I wasn't really trying to feel that. <laughs> you trying to tell me I'm about to spend my free time at church? <laughs> You're nuts. But now as an adult, I can understand and appreciate, you know, what was being taught to me and the exposure I was getting. Um, I also was uh, attended vacation Bible school and even taught uh, vacation Bible school. So I was into my church. Um, and honestly, again, as a child, you would think this is a waste of time. I could be playing video games, going outside, you know, doing stuff the kids want to do. Right. But Growing into my adulthood, I have actually found a deep appreciation for my church, um, mainly for the understanding of what my pastor at the time was trying to instill into the youth of the church, me, when I was a kid. Um, the church was under the leadership of the illustrious Dr. Arthur uh, White, Reverend Dr. Arthur White, excuse me. Um, and he, when he came into the church, I was about... I know I had to be a little bit older than five. Um, I would say like probably six, maybe somewhere around that area. And then from there, he began, you know, envisioning what he wanted out of the church, which was a place that could cultivate young minds because he understood it's a very smart man, very ahead of his time, that the future lied in the children and that it took, you know, teaching these children instilling values into these children, exposing them to different things outside of the community that they're from, um, and then giving them the tools that they could then take out into the world and be successful with. So he started um, various programs within the church. One of the big ones was the um, children's church, uh, to which case the children's church was actually pretty much ahead of its time that's what i would consider what most churches would do with their youth a lot of times most churches would try to force the bible on them like teach them various scriptures and stuff that kids just don't grasp but he took the you know the time and opportunity that you know most kids would probably be dozing off in church and actually ushered them into a different section to do things such as tutoring for homework assignments that may need help on um, even just teaching them different things within certain subjects like reading, writing, math, um, sciences, stuff like that. And then just making sure that they, again, were equipped for the future. So that's also teaching them about financial literacy, health. We had various speakers that would come to the back to, you know, go over different subjects. And again, he was very much ahead of his time because I feel like all of those different things that I was a part of, all the different things that I was exposed to while being in church, set me up for the mindset that I have now, set me up for the understanding that, yeah, I believe in God, I believe in Christ, but I also live in the real world. I need to have these real world skills and understanding because I need to learn how to navigate this world in order for me to be successful and then to bring that success back to the church and continue to make it grow. So again, I give a lot of, you know, appreciation towards uh, Reverend White for what he, you know, saw and what he was working towards. Um, God rest his soul. He did past, um, some years ago and uh 
since then, of course, churches have changed hands and whatnot. And it was within the changing of those hands when, you know, actually, <laughs> I'm not really going to go too much into that so soon because that's going to open up a different can of worms that, uh, yeah, I'm not too ready to, uh, not too ready to get into. But I'm going to dial it back and bring it back in and actually focus on me. Because it was a point where I was deep into my religion. I was deep into, you know, coming to church on first Sunday to get my communion. Um, you know, being part of all of my different auxiliaries throughout the different Sundays. Second Sunday, I was on the ushers, um, youth ushers. Fourth Sunday, I was singing on the choir. Went to Sunday school each morning for each, you know, Sunday. And all that part of that good stuff. But at some point in time, as I got more older... And more aware of not just myself, but church as a whole, learning about the history of the church, especially the black church, what it meant in the South. I began to see some, uh, how would I best describe this? I began seeing some flaws in what was being taught or what we were instructed to be taught and how we should live our life versus what was actually being done in the real world. Um, and when I started seeing that little bit of a shift or divide is when I started actually being questioning, well, what is the actual reasoning or what is the purpose of church? A lot of times uh, we really don't think about it because some of us are just indoctrinated into it. So it's just a natural part of our life. It's like, hey, we go to church. It's something that we do. There's really nothing else to discuss about it. But when you sit back and ask yourself that question, why do you go to church? You will come up with various different reasons that, you know, we actually would use to navigate ourselves by. We may go to church to fellowship with other um, people within your religion or faith. Uh, you may go to your church to further the understanding of your of your God. Um, you may go to church to, again, give back to the community that helped raise you or, you know, that stood by you and, you know, molded you into who you are. But what is the actual purpose of church? Now, I know I do have various listeners, followers, friends and family who are ministers, pastors, reference, what have you. And they'll, of course, give you their official reasoning for what church is. But again, this is just my conscious thought on it. And to me, church has always been a place where the uneducated can be educated. To me, it's just another institution of learning. But in this practice, it's about your faith so let's say if i'm a man who knew nothing of god where would i go to learn god and of course i could with the modernity uh, we have around us i could just google it i could just you know go to a library what have you but who would have the best the best knowledge of the subject that i want to learn and that would be church so to me church has always been a place where you need to go to learn more about the faith that you are wanting to practice and to get a better understanding of it, to learn more about the Bible, to more learn about the various parables and teachings that are in the Bible, how you can apply that to your every day and go out into the world. So I always thought in my mind, once you got to a certain point of being in church, doing these various functions and being part of these various things, that 
you would then need to graduate like with any school once you've got to a certain point of learning a subject and you have mastered that subject per se or have a good understanding of it you graduate and i always felt like it was needed for people or at least at least for me once i got that good understanding of religion to follow through the next phase that is actually taught in the bible when jesus came and taught the disciples you know about god and he educated them on it on the faith on the practices what did the disciples do afterwards did they stay with jesus um did they just follow him around no he gave um uh, specific instructions once you have learned this you need to go out into the world and teach others about what you have been, what you have been taught here today and that's why i felt it was my purpose so once i got to a certain point i really didn't feel the need to go to church was it fun yeah of course it was fun it was being around friends being around well mostly family because my church so being around families being parties activities that you you know as an adult you kind of do appreciate but in essence it never really was a thing that i felt was necessary for the rest of my life yeah i would come back in you know especially if they needed me to i definitely had no problem doing that but at a certain point i was like I need to kind of figure out where this is going to go next for myself. Where is my faith going to take me? Because I know I need to practice this out into the world, but by doing what? So, as I got older, went to college, I did try to still attend a church per se. There's various churches around my campus, um, and I did attend a few services when I went through with my cousins and whatnot. And it just... I just didn't feel the need to. They were telling me the same things that I've heard before, preaching on the same subjects that I've kind of already understood or came to a realization about. So I never really felt like that my purpose was there. So then I began asking myself, okay, God, or talking to God when I mean speaking about myself, it's like, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? I've been taught these various things, these various practices, but how do I apply them? And it wasn't until I started asking myself these questions is when I began realizing, was I really a religious person? And it's like, again, I already know, well, to the best of my ability, I know as much about the Bible as I possibly can. But to say that I am a, a, a stalwart uh, religious individual nah like i if <laughs> i probably broken a good bit of the commandments <laughs> i have done things that the bible says not to do um and so i could never really look at myself as being a person who is devout to his religion but does that make it a bad thing is my also another question i always had is the fact that you don't hold your, this, the whole standards of religion mean that you are further away from God? To me, it means no. Think about it. No human being in this world, or at least not that I know of, outside the exception of you know a few religious folks that I know, follow the Bible verbatim. So, in those instances, if I don't follow the bible verbatim then immediately am i doomed to damnation and eternity in the lakes of fire 
according to the Bible, I am. But then I really never felt that that was really how to interpret it. And so the more I began nitpicking at these various things that I've begun, that I was taught, is more where I started seeing the fallacies of religion. And so then I looked at it as like, well, damn, do I even want to consider myself a Christian? I don't follow most of these. Well, I try my best to follow some of these practices, but a lot of these I've already broken. And according to the Bible, unless I repent, to hell I go. And that's where I began finding my spirituality. Because to me, spirituality is the direct connection that a person has with their maker, with their God, with their deity, whoever they pray or worship to. And it's that direct one-on-one -on -one is where I begin finding my strength. Because as much as I want to say that you should follow the Bible one for one, you can't. No human being can't. If you live your life according to the right quote to the Bible, quite honestly, you're going to come off as a little bit of a... Weirdo is a bad term. Weirdo is a bad term, but it's the only thing I can stick to my mind because think about it. If you follow the commandments one for one, then you won't live any sort of social life because you won't be afraid of committing various things like stealing, coveting, killing, which nobody should kill nobody, but you know, look at America that we live in right now. <laughs> um, and then you you wouldn't follow a lot of things like you know no fornication before marriage, no bringing in child out of wedlock, stuff like that. And so it's like, how can I actually think or conceive the idea that if I break these commandments and don't repent, my soul is doomed forever? I just never felt <laughs> that that's what God actually had intended. I think they were just more so guidelines that human beings should try to strive to live for or live towards, but never something that you absolutely have to do or you're going to be damned for it. So again, once I started having an eternal battle with myself between my religious teachings and the spirituality that was growing in me, because at a point in time, I started feeling a direct connection with God. I still prayed because, I mean, that's how I speak to my maker. So through prayer and through listening and through guidance, God still has an active part of my life. I will tell anybody each and every day, I will pray for you. You know, if you needed it, we can sit down, come together, and I will pray. Anybody who has heard my prayers before, I've been witness to it, knows I don't play around with those. Like, I, I, and every time I pray, I feel like I tap into something deeper than anything that church has ever taught me before. I feel that direct connection between me and God. So that's why I also question whether or not being in church is necessary for me at the point where I'm at in my life. Because my connection with my maker has never been more strong outside of those four walls that I used to attend. And so when you start actually having to have that conversation with yourself, you kind of will start seeing that church is needed, but it's not 
it's not the end all be all. It's not going to save your soul. It's not going to damn your soul. It's just going to educate you on how, if you want to walk in the, in like Christ and you want to have the grace of God with you, then try to do these teachings, learn these lessons, understand these commandments, these beatitudes, all the Proverbs, better understand the maker that you are praying to, that you are worshiping. And it's the same thing throughout any religion. So I always felt like religion is, it is needed to a certain extent. But once you have gotten the need from it, I believe that it is in your best interest to depart from it. Because another aspect of religion that nobody likes to talk about, that needs to be talked about, is the corruption of religion. Remind you, religion is the man-made practices and teachings that we follow towards the God that we pray to. And because these institutions are run by man, and man, as the Bible say, is born into sin until they bring themselves to Christ. Anything that is of sin is or can be corrupted depending on the individuals who are in power, depending on the individuals who are in the seats of, um, of like a higher position, like the pastor or the deacons or what have you. And these individuals corrupt the purpose of what religion should be because, again, when you get into those seats of power and those positions and you can start doing things, it tends to corrupt the individual's view of what they actually should be doing. So I always felt like it's needed for us to depart because the longer we stay in there, the more crookedness goes on the more you become more deep into the natures of humans and the jealousies and the greed and all the negative aspects that are starting to rear its head in the churches today. You can look at any article that you want to. You will find some sort of scandal. You will find some sort of misdeeds that probably have been either tried to cover up and came to light or somebody is currently investigating on. You will see all these religious figures getting to all kinds of issues where you have pastors stealing money from the congregation, where you have these institutions building these large structures and buying these various expensive things and claiming that they're used for holy purposes when an idiot knows that they're not. That aspect of religion is subverting people's direct connection with God. Because how as you as a pastor can sit up in a pulpit and tell all your congregations during the financial crises that we're in right now that you need to give your 10% to God, knowing damn well two-thirds of this crowd right now don't have two pennies to scratch together. Make it make sense. But I digress. I feel like everybody needs to have that question with themselves. Where do you stand? Are you more religious? Are you not more? Are you more spiritual? And I would say I am a, at least I try to be a balance between both because I know that if it's not 
subverted, if it's not, you know, being used for ill intent. The church is a powerful tool. Again, my pastor saw the vision and I believe in his vision because the children are the future. They are the ones that are going to be here after we are gone. So it is in our best interest, especially for the black church, to take in their youth, prepare them not only for Christ, but for the world and give them every tool to their advantage to be better. You got to understand the pivotal <laughs> points within the civil rights movement. All of the planning for the Montgomery bus boycotts, probably Dr. King's various speeches that he was planning. All of that has a direct connection to the church because as most of us know in our African, our black history, excuse me, the church is not only just a place that we came to learn about God, but a place where black people could seek refuge, especially during the times of segregation, where prejudice was rampant, where black men and women were being dragged and killed and raped and hung in the streets. It is where we came together to plan our various boycotts, sit-ins, demonstrations, whatever we had to do. It was a monumental point for us and yet it has further and further strayed away from that intended purpose because it's being subverted for what it needs to be instead of being a place of refuge it's being turned into a money machine for some people and I believe we need to get back especially in the day and age that we're living in now where <laughs> Crimes against African Americans are at an all-time high. Every day you turn on your TV, you are seeing a black man or a black woman being gunned down maliciously in the streets. Work needs to be done, my brothers and sisters. And it can't be done from your homes. We need to come together. We need to seek a place for us to actually plan and what better place is that than the place where our ancestors used to come, than the church? But that can't happen if the church stays in the hands of individuals who only want to see it turn revenue. So we have to take back our churches. We have to build them back up to the points where they used to be. And if your church doesn't follow into those guidelines, they actually give back to the community. They actually help the people around them. Then kudos to you. Keep it up. Do not allow people to come in and subvert your causes. Do not allow people to come in and dismantle the things that were built up. Take back your church. Stand up and reform it back to what it should be a beacon of safety and a place of refuge for the African-American community. Now, again, like I say, the conversation between religion and spirituality is as old as time. And as more and more as people become more introspective, they will begin having that question with themselves. Where do I fall into that spectrum? You can fall anywhere. If you find or believe that you are more religious that you follow the practices of the bible and you 
believe the doctrines of God and what was told and what was written into that book, by all means, no one is telling you or dissuading you from following that. But don't let the aspects of religion, the man-made part of it, detract from your connection to your spirituality and your God. Because you don't need a church to pray. You don't need a church to fellowship. You don't need a church to worship. You don't need a church to have communion. You don't need a church to have baptism. It just makes it a convenient place for you to do so and do so safely. But it's not needed. Hell, I just had my son christened in my parents' house. Because why? Why do I need to go to a church for that? Where God is present everywhere around us right now. Bible says so. As long as I can confess or profess, I should say, his name, give him thanks, pray for safety, pray for guidance, pray for clarity, pray for, dis pray for discernment. As long as I can speak those things myself in the presence of where I am right now, I don't need to be in a building for that. And I think that's where a lot of people get the confusion is that, oh, in order for you to have any sort of closeness with God, you got to do it inside of brick and mortar. Nah. It never has to be that way. But I'm not going to tell you not to go to church. Go to church. Fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Build that relationship. Build that closeness. And then allow church to be a place where you can foster young minds. Teach them in the ways of Christ. Give them the tools of the real world and watch them be such successes. And then turn around, come back to the church, and then begin feeding the next generation the same thing. So, at the end of the day, I would say on the spectrum, I currently right now, I'm way more spiritual than religious. I have a feel like my connection with God has never been closer than where I am right now than where I was before and I will continue to foster my relationship with God as much as I can but I will begin start to take action and to taking back the church where I grew up and restoring it back to where it should be and I implore you to do the same so I guess like I always would like give me your feedback give me your thoughts Please, if you haven't already, follow me on the uh, Instagram page, uh, theconsciousthought.pod. You can always uh, DM me there, or you can definitely hit me up on my personal page, at yourboy.bigmike. Give me your thoughts. Where do you fall into the spectrum? Do you feel like you're more religious? Do you feel like you're more spiritual? Was it a journey for you? Did something happen to trigger the shift? Let me know. And... Until next time, you guys, um, stay blessed, stay sucker free, and thank you for turning in. Mm -hmm.